Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Hey, it's your girl, Claudia Jordan. Happy Friday. We are back with TGIF. We're here to spill the tea and break down the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So sit back, relax, and get ready for this hot tea. What's up, fellas? Hello, Al. What's going on, Claudia? I'm trying to get better. I'm still struggling. And what's up, Funky? What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday. And when I tell you this has been one of the longest Fridays I've experienced in a very long time, and I can't wait for us to get off and work off work so I can indulge in all the Hennessy tonight. I need uh-huh. all, I need all the Hennessy. Uh, hey, we, is it my fault that we're sitting here today? Yes. <laughs> yes. You better give me one. You owe me one. You owe me one when I need it. You owe me one, damn it. Um, I wish I was off after this. Tonight's my last night on the movie. I'm gonna send you guys a picture and um from set. I want you to see it. Um, I have a night shoot. So sometimes like you, when you see horror films, they shoot at night. I, I have to report to set at 11 PM. Damn. So that means all through the night. So it's going to be a rough one. And LA gets extremely cold at night and I'm already struggling. So pray for me, y'all. It's going to be tough. So, <laughs> all right. Um, are we drinking this weekend tonight? What are we doing? I'm not drinking tonight because it's Art Basel weekend in Miami and everybody and their mama <laughs> from Atlanta, New York and LA has come in town. They calling me about all the parties and brunches and exhibits that they want to go to this weekend. I was hoping Al would have been down here this weekend so we could have toured the streets up in Miami. Uh-huh. So I'm drinking Florida's finest H2O tonight. You know I might see you Sunday. Oh, good. Because Sunday is the day I'm free. So that's going to be real cute. Yeah, cool. So I'm drinking tequila because they don't have my buttery Chardonnay here and uh, Riviera Maya. So I'm drinking some... Mescal. Ooh, 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 ooh. How many more days do you have to be there? When you um, I'm here till Sunday. Okay. Oh, I could use a vacation. Well, I know y'all are gonna clown me saying I, I'm using the mouthwash cups, but I'm drinking tea from the hotel room. So that's it for me tonight. All right, y'all. We have a lot to talk about tonight on this fine Friday. So let's get into the show. It's the holiday season, so let's kick off the show with some feel-good news. The CEO of Coda Skin Care, Brittany Rick Ricard, surprised attendance in the apartment complex that she owns with free, yes, free rent for the month of, of December. Oh, that's amazing. What are your thoughts on this incredible gesture? Q, what do you think? You know what? Th- th- this is amazing, especially for families that are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. You know, I know a lot of people spend on, I'm going to be very honest with you, the Christmas hustle for a lot of people is, um, they pay rent December, they spend Christmas, they don't pay rent in January, don't pay rent in February, and by the time they're about to get evicted, 
they get in their income taxes so they could catch up on their rent. There's a lot of people that that's their every year hustle for whatever reason, not saying that this is what her tenants are going to do, but not having to pay rent for the month of December in order to accommodate Christmas is amazing for a lot of people, uh, especially when, you know, all you need is just a few extra hundred dollars to help you get through your Christmas hump. So this is beautiful. And I know that it's definitely going to help these people out. You could see a lot of people in the room were super excited. And I don't know if you guys heard the, the, the speech that she gave, but she lured the people into the room by telling them that she was going to be giving them utility vouchers. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, just using my deductive reasoning skills, people who are interested in utility vouchers or whatever, you know, they're at a certain income level and they need it. So this is a big help to these families and shouts out to her for taking a hit at, in her own pocket because she didn't have to do it um, in order to bring some Christmas joy to these families. Yeah, exactly. Al, what do you think? You know, Claudia, um, this is this is the type of stories that I would like to do more on this platform. Um, and it makes me very proud to be on a platform like Fox Soul that celebrates uh, black people, successful black women and men. And we cover this type of story because you're not going to see these type of stories on the mainstream platforms. Um, the fact that she's a multimillionaire, we know that she runs a million dollar fund. Uh, we know that she's a landlord and we know that she's giving back. And in addition to giving back and giving utility vouchers, she's also told them that she wants to teach them how to get their credit right so that they could become homeowners. She wants to progress them out of the rental stage into one of home ownership. And I just thought that that just made a lot of sense to me. And like you said, it's done at a time when most people find themselves robbing from Peter to pay Paul. So this just automatically makes sense and i'm here for it. thumbs up to britney ricard right ricard ricard i love these kinds of stories um you ever watch undercover boss that show yeah uh, i have before in the past i watch those marathons and i am in my house alone just crying because i just love when good people get it or just people don't expect it and they get it Imagine you're like trying to make ends meet. It's Christmas. You're kind of compromising on Christmas. Oh, I can't really do this. I can't do that. And then your entire rent gets paid for by this woman. Like that kudos to her. I think this is a beautiful story. I hope it inspires other people to do the same. You know, right now we've never had such high discrepancies between the top of the top of the company and the worker. So kudos right. to her. I love it. All right, moving on to messy news. Cameron recently dragged Melissa, Melissa Ford after she implied that he allegedly had sex with minor age sex workers in the 90s. Cameron replied to the allegations and wrote, I told the bleep, don't touch me when we took this pic. Bleep you and bleep your apology. Stay strong and stand on business. We just busy at the moment. We'll get to you soon, boo. He also added nothing violent before you accuse us of more than that's more than that, that bleep that's inaccurate. What are your thoughts on this mess? Uh, Al, let's go to you first. Where was the picture, Claudia? That's the tea. Was that recently? It was it was a red uh, I think it's a while back. It was a red carpet event. Yeah. Okay, so they had they have bad blood already, right? Is that what I'm understanding? You're saying no. don't touch me in that picture? I, I think he's just saying that now, like, you know, being funny. Oh, okay, got it. So yeah, anyway, <clears throat> yeah, I looked at this, I saw this, uh, and I saw this clip before mm -hmm. I looked at Cameron's response. And I got to be honest, Melissa, I, I, you're better than this. I mean, this felt very neglect, negligent. 
It felt sloppy. It felt very dangerous given the climate that we're in, especially in hip hop and with black males in the music industry. It felt clickbait, clickbait ish to me. And I and I know that she's smarter than this. I, I was actually also extremely disappointed because you're speaking in a space that is very explosive right now, where people are throwing around millions and millions of dollars of lawsuits. And I just felt like it was irresponsible on so many levels, not only in that, but you're also one of, on one of the best or largest male, all black men, male platforms speaking like this i don't know it just didn't hit me right and i feel like she not only just owes him a, an apology but she's got to do better all right q what do you think it wasn't cool at all it, it, it and, and let's call a spade a spade coming off of this puffy stuff it just wasn't cool and it, and it kind of feels like the puffy stuff is what led her in this direction if you were not prepared to say i was there I was on set when I remember, you know, you know, oftentimes, Claudia, how you do, you say, you know, oh, my friend and I remember or a friend and I were talking. If you were not ready to give a first or second hand account of this, there, you know, what was the reason that you just arbitrarily threw this out and made this uh, 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 connection between them and the potential of it being an underage girl involved. And if there was, and you know more than you owe it to them and us to say it, if not, this was completely reckless out of left field. And like Al said, you're better than that, Melissa. Melissa Ford is a very articulate woman. She has a very wide vocabulary. She has a very good grasp of vocabulary and she speaks very clearly. I just think she's in over her head with those guys over there. Now, we'll say this. There is a difference. Um, she is getting accused of uh, saying that they were with an underage girl. That's not what she said. But what she said was just as damaging in these times. She said, well, is there a possibility that underage women, girls could have been that brothel? Uh, maybe, Melissa. But like you said, if you don't have any proof of that, I don't know. You bring that up is. The average person that doesn't listen to the entire podcast, word for word, all they hear is you tying them to underage girls. Now, if you know something, say it. If you don't, why? She just, it was an unforced error for Melissa Ford. It was a really unforced error that maybe had that hypothetical conversation after or before, but independent of you talking about Mason Cameron, because it definitely is giving that, even though that's not, not what you said. I get it. You didn't say that they were messing with underage girls. You said they could have been in the brothel. That has nothing to do with them, though. What did right. you mean by um, she's over her head in that in that podcast? I'm sorry. Well, I, it's I, one I, girl I with like a, a group of guys that are very like they they're they run circles sometimes. Sometimes mm -hmm. they run circles around her. And in this case, and I think sometimes, you know, you get frustrated when it's a lot of male energy around you and you're one woman trying to take up for your you have the, the, the whole black female race. A species on top of your back and you're scrambling and the more stress you get I've had that with us sometimes you scramble and then you maybe say something right I think she's in over her head sometimes with that podcast I really do because those are those guys they're all boys they have that camaraderie and listen and they also asked her if they wanted her she wanted them to edit it out and she said no so he so did it was intentional. To, it was intentional. So Joe tried to, to Joe's credit, he did try to give her a lifeline and save her. 
And she said no, because I don't think she realized how big of a deal it was. And then when it blew up the next day, then you heard Cameron respond with spilling her tea about, you know, other stuff with, well, with tea. Not hot tea, but iced tea. I don't know if y'all heard that. If not, y'all can look it up. All right, Cassie's friend, Grammy-winning songwriter Tiffany Red pens an emotional letter to Diddy in support of Cassie's abuse claims. Tiffany wrote, I am traumatized by you. The burden of vocalizing these experiences should never have been mine or anyone else's. I continue to work through the PTSD, paranoia, and anxiety from these events. The abuse of power has inflicted ongoing harm on countless individuals, including myself, my friends, and my peers. What are your thoughts on this letter, Q? Um, you know, I think everybody involved in this Cassie situation and everybody who's on the peripheral that's involved, um, you know, they have the right to speak out and say whatever they want to say. Me, personally, I hope for Diddy's sake that any allegations moving forward are not any more heinous than what was laid out in Cassie's court complaint. With that being said, I think we've reached the bottom as far as how bad it's going to get for Puffy. I think we reached, I, I honestly do think Cassie's claims were the absolute bottom. With that being said, me personally, me personally, I'm ready for this Cassie and Diddy thing to be put to bed. I, I, I'm kind of tired of hearing about it, especially because per Cassie's request, Cassie has been made whole. Per what Cassie was asking for to be made whole, she was given. So I'm ready for it to be put to rest. But I do understand that everybody involved does have the right to express whatever they need to express to get through whatever they need to get through as it relates to Diddy and his abuse. All right, Al, what do you think? I'm going to disagree with Funky on that one. Um, now, let me preference what I'm going to say first. Like, Diddy, if he did all the things that he's, that they say he has done, it's absolutely horrible. He should go to jail. In fact, he should be put underneath the jail. And you guys know, I also want to preference that I always stand with the victims at all time. And here on TGIF, you've watched me talk about situations like this, and I'm always in support of the victim. Victims, to me, have a voice until they're proven wrong. As it relates to this, I'm going to take the same stance I did last night with Alex Fine, who's Cassie's husband. It, it just... I can't stand the fact that this feels like to me is opportunistic. It feels like you're taking advantage of and you're trying to um, uh, you're trying to monetize Cassie's trauma. And I don't like it where you talk about how bad it was and how you had PST, UPST, PTSD from it. But you're you're a dollar too short or whatever the saying is. And I, I, I just feel like when people start piling on after the fact, it just doesn't seem or it doesn't hit right for me. That's my personal opinion. Stay out of the chat because it seems like to me you just want you just want a voice in a space that you haven't had a voice in in a long time, and that's in the in the in the in the pop culture space. I don't like it. I feel like she's taking advantage of the situation, and if anybody, it, she wouldn't be the person that I want to hear from. I'm going to disagree with you. You disagree with Funky. I'm disagreeing with you. <laughs> um, I think that I've been watching these videos all day. That's all I've been doing all day um, about this case. Um, if you had to hold your best friend's secrets because she asked you not to say anything and you witnessed the abuse and then the, you finally were given permission, 
I probably want to like say something to publicly support my friend, like kind of co-sign, you know, um, y'all know I had a friend that was raped by a celebrity and I've, I've mentioned many times in the show. And while we were going through it, I couldn't really do much. I couldn't say anything. I couldn't defend my friend. I just had to like take it and just like watch people say horrible things about my friend. And then once she was vindicated, she didn't ask me to do anything, but as a friend, I wanted to. I wanted to show publicly like, yo, I have your back. And there was no money involved. Everybody thinks it's monetization. It's not money involved. I made no money. And that was the biggest celebrity case for a long time. You know, there's no money involved. I just wanted my friend to know that as loudly as people were against her, I have her back now. And I wasn't able to say anything at the time. So I don't know. There's different ways to look at it. And if you're involved, you probably have had your own level of trauma involved in this and things you need to get over. And I just think it's an easy thing to say things from outside and as opposed to when you actually have a friend and you see them whimpering in their sleep, when you go to the clinic with them and, 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 and when they get, you know, checked, um, when they have therapy, when, when they want to commit suicide, when you're, you have to hear all these awful things. I just want people to just be a little open-minded about what real victimhood is, you know? That's all. All right, coming up next, the state of Florida continues to disappoint our country. And later we have a new celebrity couple alert. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to TGIF Soulmates. We are live and we will read some of your comments during the show. I see you on the chat trying to figure things out. We here. All right. Whether good, bad, ugly, or just plain dumb, the tea is always overflowing <clears throat> with crazy news stories out of the state of Florida. That's why we're giving you the 411 in What the Florida. Our job, Florida man was arrested on a charge of domestic battery after striking his brother in the face with a sausage. 60-year-old Ray Allen and his older sibling were arguing when he threw the heavy meat at his face. <sighs> I got had funky. First of all, Ray Allen is a cute 60-year-old man. He looked at production. What the big brother? He's a good, he's a Ray was something to, to, to be messed with when he was younger. Uh, you know, the question I have was. Was the meat flaccid or was it hard? Oh, hard God. as it frozen or was it thawed out? Here we was, go. Here we was, go. If it was thawed out, it was useless. Okay. And that was a waste of a call to the police department. But if it was hard, you know, if it was solid, solid as a rock, you know what I'm saying? Then that thing could have hurt it. It could have hurt his brother bad, and then that could have been been abuse. So before I really weigh in, I'm gonna have to find out if it was flaccid or if it was hard. That meat that he threw in that brother's face. Al, our fact guy, do you know if it was hard or if it was soft? <laughs> they didn't give any facts on this one. I was wondering. I wanted to know if it was spicy or if it was regular sausage, because you know, if it was spicy sausage, it's very uh, like wet. 
and and stings. And, you know, that I could see getting in a fight on because it hit him in his face. So I don't know. I try not to get into siblings when they're arguing and fighting because we all argue and fight with our siblings. But we made the sauces wet and hard and flat. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew we were, again, a lot of the produ production knows. We, there's just certain stories we're not emotionally uh, mature enough for, and we're going to move on. Another, there we go. Go ahead and put the picture back up. Yes, thank you. Oh, he's yes. so handsome. <laughs> okay. In other assault news, a Florida woman allegedly attacked a couple with a bottle of wine after they refused to pay for her wine. Mm. Apparently, the woman placed her wine bottle with the uh, couple's order, and they paid for it by mistake. After realizing the confusion, the couple demanded a refund, which allegedly prompted the woman to ask, why can't you just pay for my bottle of wine? What are your thoughts? You know, unfortunately, I can't I can't even come to her defense because the wig, the texture, and the positioning of it all suggest that she crazy as hell and she look at she did it. She <laughs> I can't she <laughs> Production. Go ahead, production. Go ahead, production. Put it back up. Go ahead. She, yeah, she did it. And, and you know, what's unfortunate is when they describe how brutal the attack was, it's like, damn, first of all, the wig is giving mental illness. The positioning of the wig is giving mental illness. The forehead's diameter is giving mental illness. Then when you did it, they describe how she cracked the man over the head and then waited on Uber. And then what's so funny, waited on Uber. And then I don't know what all the hell she said to the Uber people because the Uber people refused to drive off from the Wawa. She ultimately had to walk on foot. This is definitely a crazy Florida story. And I'm just going to have to blame this on the wig and DeSantis. Uh, I, I was waiting. You had not mention DeSantis. I was waiting. For blame it on DeSantis. DeSantis. Okay. DeSantis policy strike again. Al, is this DeSantis? I, I agree with fuck y'all on this one. She, she, this is a this is a time when she deserves to be locked up. And also, it's funny the couple um, that she attacked aren't the ones that pressed charges. It was actually the police who pressed charges, and they had a reason to. She, she's just not healthy. Over a bottle of wine. I, how much was the wine? Like, it's from, it was in the gas station, so it I couldn't mean, have been no more than nine dollars. Like, you know, what are we talking about, people? When we go to jail and lose our freedom over seven dollar gas station wine, you're gonna have a headache the next day. Like it's right. really, lady. <sighs> rapper, uh, speaking of uh, Florida rapper Kodak Black was a. Uh, I just know this isn't gonna end well. I just know. It's not going to end well. Florida and Kodak Black was arrested due to possession of cocaine. According to the reports, officers spotted his SUV in the roadway and found the rapper asleep at the driver's, in the driver's seat. What are your thoughts? Well, my thought is I, I thought he was still in jail. I didn't know he was out. Uh, they lied well, on him. He's been out for a minute. First of all, they lied on him. They, they, and I'm going to really? tell you, they lied on him. Okay. Production, put that picture back up. Okay. That's an old how, picture. Look how wide open his eyes is, Okay. Cocaine, oh. cocaine don't make you go to sleep. Cocaine wake you up. And in that picture, he was still high. So this is how we, he innocent. This is the one time I'm going to have to ride for Kodak Black. He innocent because the mug shot is not consistent with the report. Okay? Cocaine take you up. 
not down. And it's no way in hell somebody's eyes that were that bugged out in that mugshot was sleep in that car. And if you want to hear more about how I feel about this Kodak Black situation, <laughs> you can go to my Instagram because this was my funky file on Hot 105 here today in Miami because Kodak Black is from South Florida. He got arrested in Plantation. And our station here, that neighborhood is within our, our listening radius. Um, you can hear more of my thoughts on my Instagram. You go check it out. But um, the, the, the mugshot is inconsistent with the report. And I don't think we should charge. Look at that. Look at that. That, that picture like, looks do, mad. Do that look like somebody who was asleep? It don't even look like Kodak Black. It looks like it looks like an old, like a teenage high school picture of him. It don't even look like him. Ah, what you think about this? You know what? We, he just got pardoned from the president, for goodness sakes. And he's so young. He's 26. Doesn't he know that the next president isn't going to pardon him? But let me tell you where this is super sad for me. This is super sad for me because we've been watching him on the blogs the last few months and he just has not been well. He's been disheveled. He's been what appears to be, you know, on some type of substance. And I think when do the when do the record labels step in? Or do they not care as long as they're making money? So yeah, this one, I'm, I'm a little bit torn. We know that he's got some issues. He's been dealing with drugs for a long time. He got pardoned from the president. I just wish that the record labels would be more socially conscious when it comes to him and help him out instead of exploiting him. You know, these record labels got insurance policies on these rappers, so they live or they die. They are good. They probably get more money when they die or when and, they matter. And, you know, I think it's worth pointing out, too, Back in the 90s, you know, when they had artist development and you put so much into an artist, you know, there was you, you had so much writing on them. You were invested. Right. Artists now are so microwavable and ready. The, the labels aren't invested. Like Claudia said, they've got policies. And then, hell, it, it, we'll just boot him out and just get somebody else who's going to rap about lean, popping pills, not using condoms and everything else between him and Sexy Red. So there's no reason to be invested, but we'll just find another ignorant Negro in the projects and prop them up. And if y'all don't think this isn't an obvious plan, I used to think these are all conspiracy theories from the powers that be to program our youth and make them be so obvious what gets rewarded. Now, there's no conscious rap anywhere. It's all live like me, do this, be mess up. They love it. Why would they stop it? All right. A man who is known as the Florida Joker is calling out the video um, game Grand Theft Auto for using his appearance. Check this out. Florida Joker, Miami Joker. You might have seen that character on GTA 6. Just dropped the trailer today. You know they got that character with the face tattoos. You know who they got that expired by? By me. GTA, we got to talk. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just felt like he, his appearance, like, Pit of my stomach is like, oh, uh, what are your thoughts on this guy? Okay. They owe him a check. <sighs> they owe him a check. It's 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 they owe him a check. They, they you know they 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 modified it enough. They modified it enough to be like ah, it ain't the same. But you you don't just come up with that character on on, on your own volition. You don't. They owe him a check. Oh, he looks so bad, Al. I agree with Funky. And look, it's it's based off of his image and his likeness. This is one of the most highly anticipated uh, games coming out soon. And the last game that was produced by Grand Theft Auto um, generated $8.3 billion. They got the money. Pay the man. Run him his money. Run him his money. 
I wonder how, how much, how often this stuff happens, especially with now with the whole AI thing. I, I think we're going to probably see more things like this. And that's why part of the strike, the actor strike was a big part of it was this whole using people's images. All right. Coming up next, we have a new celebrity couple in Hollywood. And later, rapper Fat Joe is spilling some tea about hip hop music. Keep it locked. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. All right, welcome back to the show. We have a new couple that's officially taking over cuffing season. Black Panther star Lupita Nugongo and Dawson's Creek alum Joshua Jackson have finally confirmed their rumored relationship after the two were spotted holding hands while taking a, st- a stroll. Are you guys here for this new relationship? Al, I know you're all about black love. This uh-huh. is half black love. What do you think? Half black love. Yeah, well... <laughs> Sorry. Um, you know what? I miss the TikToks and the Instagram videos her and her other boyfriend used to make. They used to be so cute together, the black guy. Um, but I'm not mad at this relationship. I'm not mad at this relationship. She's with Joshua, and we know Joshua has a long history of dating black women. So we know that he's gonna definitely take care of his black queen. But this is my question, Claudia and Q. You know, when when a guy, especially a, a, a non-black guy, and all he dates are black women, well, I guess this is a question for Claudia more than anything. Does that spark any type of concern in your head or does it make you feel some kind of way if all you know that he has dated in the past are black women? Sometimes if it's his preference, that's one thing. But just like when you have black men that only date white women and and shun his own, I would look at him sideways, too. But it does get more celebrated when it's a white man dating black women in our society, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Um, uh, Yeah, it depends on, you know, if he's more attracted to that. But is he like, does he have an issue with white women? I don't know. And sometimes white men that are rich, it's like a status thing. Like, I must have a big one or a lot of money if I'm able to handle or tame a black woman. Some people have that fetish thing, but if it's not a fetish thing and he truly loves, just loves what they look like and what they bring, the culture, that's, I guess. Did you say tame? (laughs) Yeah, because, because historically they've always looked at black women as something to tame, like we're these wild sexual beasts. You know what I mean? Like even going back to slavery, that's how they would look at black women. Yeah. Tame. Yeah. But good luck with that. Um, Q, what do you think? I, to answer Al's question, I unequivocally think that there is something wrong when you're not attracted to people that look like you. Unequivocally and unapologetically, I think there is something wrong, negatively wrong, but wrong means negative. I think there's something wrong when you are not attracted to people that look like you. And to Claudia's point, it's celebrated in this context because in America, for whatever reason, you know, the the, the black woman in, in many settings is considered to be at the bottom of the totem pole and the white man is the, at the highest rung of the totem pole. So in this instance, it, it, it's celebrated because it's like, oh, you know, the white man actually wanted the black girl. But if it was the other way around, if it was a black man right now 
only dating a white woman, only having a history of dating white women, we would have everything in the world negative to say in this situation. Um, now, listen, you know, color, history aside, I, I'm an advocate of love, right? And, you know, with Lupita being uh, 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 of African, you know, upbringing and not necessarily African-American upbringing, her relation to race relations in America, her psychological programming to race in America might be slightly different than ours. You know what I'm saying? Um, I think with her association with Black Panther, for me, my gut response was like, oh, I wasn't expecting Lupita to be with a white man because right now the biggest role in her life was Black Panther and that was the whole Black empowerment thing and this is completely different than that. Um, but I will say, you know, based on Jody Turner, who this gentleman dated before, I think Turner's her last name, uh, the similarities between her and Lupita and just him overall being a nice guy, you know, I'm relatively comfortable with this, but it did make my shoulder itch a little bit right here when I first saw it. And I know we got to move on, but one last thing about, I think why it's a little more celebrated with like, I know people be like, if it was a black man with a white woman um, in America, uh, the ratio is so bad as far as the available pool of black men to choose from. It, there's way more women, period. And then as far as availability, so we're constantly told that you we're never going to get married. Only 35% of us are going to get married. So, um, you know, it's like a lot of times black women start dating white men out of necessity because if they didn't, they'd have nobody. Um, got, the numbers are definitely not skewed in our favor at all. So We yeah. got some cute comments over here. So Sam Cook said, I just feel like he be making her call him master. Mm -mm. <laughs> King Alchemist said, it's a preference. It's only weird when it's really a fetish or a fantasy. And Jesse said, he did date a white woman for like 10 years. And lastly, Tammy Vine said, shortage of black men relationship wise. Yeah. You know, yeah. A lot of my friends are at that point now. They're like, I'm sick of it. It's just so hard. Black men, it's just really hard with them. And then a lot of them don't want to get married because they don't feel like they have to. Have y'all dated? I know you've dated into um, interracially funky. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I have. Okay. All right. Any issues with it? I haven't had any issues, but I can honestly say the connection hasn't been as strong. Mm -hmm. the, the the connection that I've had with, with people who weren't black, just the the connection just hasn't been as strong. I did once in college and it was so weird for me because my friends know how like pro-black I am. And uh his people, it was his people that made me feel weird. And I felt very uncomfortable walking to a Knicks game, holding hands with him. I dropped his hand when we walked by a group of black men because I didn't want to get called a sellout. Is that messed up? Mm, and, uh, that's and, uh, realistic. It's realistic. I felt like I felt uncomfortable. And then his friends would say stuff like, what kind of family does she come from? Do they have money? Like, is she using you? I'm like, what? You're a stockbroker. You're not like you're not a millionaire. You're doing well. It, it made me uncomfortable. And it's it's worth it if you love someone. If you're not fully invested, it is not worth the drama that goes along with it. It, is, it was just too damn hard. It was too hard with other people. All right. A woman who was allegedly attempting to burn down Martin Luther King Jr.'s childhood home in Atlanta has now been identified. Oh, my God. 26-year-old Lanisha Santrice Henderson has been charged with arson in the second degree and interfering with government government property. According to the father of the suspect, Lanisha, 
is a veteran and was having a mental health episode. What are your thoughts on the story, Alex? Go to you first. I mean, you know, mental health is a it's a big problem nowadays. It's just so sad to know that she was only 26 years old. Um, she was a veteran. My question, though, is why the MLK house? Like what 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 made her choose that target? Like, is there something going on against black people or is it something going on against her blackness that, that she felt that she had to transfer to burning down our icons old house? Like what was going through her head that she chose that particular establishment to try to burn down? And when did she get the mental? When was this diagnosed? Was it before she was approved to go into the service? Was it was she in a war? Like what? What I need to know more because are we just letting people like this that ha that are, have this capacity just in the military? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like and and handle weaponry and or did this happen? Because she's twenty six, so I'm thinking, what war was she a part of? Was she in Afghanistan? I think she's a little young. I don't know. Q, what do you think yeah. about this? You know what? In this particular situation, I have. Um, all the compassion in the world for this girl. And I'm actually glad that she did not get to the point where she either struck a match or flicked a lighter for two reasons. The way that she doused that house, um, it would have gone up in flames very quickly. Although there is a fire station about four blocks away from there, because I used to live off Edgewood Avenue, which is one street over from Auburn Avenue, where this house is. Secondly, the way she's throwing that gas, I'm sure she caught a lot of backsplash of gasoline on her. And if she would have lit a match or any type of flame, she would have caught fire as well. So praise the Lord that she did not get to the point where she was able to strike a match. Because in addition to losing that home and damaging that home, we would have lost Letitia. Is everyone having mental health issues? It's like every day, uh, every I day. Mean, but look it's at the world we live in. Yeah. But it's like, so the majority, it seems like the majority, right? And not the minority. It's not, it's not a exception to the rule. It's like the, the majority is on flights. It's at gas stations and restaurants and it's in clubs. It's everywhere. It's every yeah. single day. And I wonder how much of it is real mental health, not disputing hers huh. and how much is excuses for jacked up behavior. Cause you know, you put that mental health card down, right. you gonna get a pass and we have to be <clears> empathetic <throat> to you, right? Because she's having an episode or he's having an episode. Are y'all no. tired? I'm tired. Yeah, you know, I am Claudia, but I, I, I some of the absurd behavior that we've been witnessing, I'm with I'm, I'm, the really absurd behavior, I definitely think is mental illness. Uh, Anthony GT said, obviously something is wrong with her if she did it in broad daylight. Mm -hmm. You know, that, you know and uh, Sean T says, the new thing is to commit a crime than crime mental illness, sick of people abusing this. I definitely think hers was real mental illness though. Okay, yeah, okay. We'll keep it locked because coming up next, Fat Joe gets candid about rap lyrics and later find out the key to living over 100 years. Oh Lord, keep it locked. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. 
Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, Fat Joe was spilling some tea while supporting Young Thug's RICO trial. The rapper said, I've been rapping professionally for 30 years. I've lied in almost 95% of my songs. I'm being honest. I write like I feel that day. I'm just being creative. You couldn't build a jail high. You couldn't build a jail high enough for the lyrics I've said on songs, which are all untrue. All right, what are your thoughts? And does that take away from the authenticity of hip hop music, Al? Um, I think, you know, when I think of Fat Joe, I think of him almost like a representative or a spokesperson for the hip hop community. I understand how and what he's saying. It makes a lot of sense because we've heard this, you know, thousands and thousands of times. Unfortunately, though, these prosecutors are taking evidence that they have and it's mirroring what is actually in the songs. And I think that's the difference. Mm -hmm. If they tried to take the evidence in Fat Joe's cases and tried to mirror the lyrics, they would find a disconnect. And that means that there's no evidence. That means they wouldn't be um, a, you know, someone that the suspect. Unfortunately, in this case, they are examining the evidence and they're matching it to the lyrics and that's what's making them become a target. So I get what he's saying, but in these particular cases, it may not be applicable. That's nice of him to say this and put this out there at his own, to putting himself out there to be criticized, to kind of throw a lifeline to Young Thug. That's mm-hmm. what it kind of seemed like to mm-hmm. me because it's, it's, you know, it's kind of saying, hey, I'm Cap on some of my songs. And that's kind of like a cardinal rule you don't want to really do in hip hop. So I think he was just trying to throw a life, lifeline to Young Thug. What do you think about this, um, Q? So I agree with what both of y'all just said and um, kind of lost a little respect for Fat Joe in the sense that there's a segment of the black population who believes that rap music and hip hop music is poison and that rappers are like drug dealers who put this poison into the community for their own benefit. And, you know, there, there was an argument to be made of early rap and hip hop advocates that these young men are just rapping about their experience and they're rapping about what they see. And unfortunately, Fat Joe, you know, you saying you're waking up and being creative today with this drug dealing and shoot them up, shoot them up, gang, gang, gang type of music. But then we've got our young black men out here who listen to you, look up to you, and they go out and do these types of things because they're listening to this music. So you, in my opinion, you kind of now got to atone for, for, for some of this because you know, you're putting this out there and these kids don't know fact from fiction and they go out and do it because you made them think it's cool. And then to find out that you don't even live like this, you you got a little social responsibility for the fact that you've gotten rich off of pumping essentially poison into our community. And he just opened up another can of worms because you know what? If you are telling us that 95% of it is fake news, guess what? You can use that same creativity, gene, and talent that you have to write lyrics that don't reflect the struggle and don't influence people to live like this. Let's get back to that. And I know I'm about to sound old in my 50 years saying this, but we've had this gangster rap, drug, we used to be conscious, then we were drug dealers, now we're drug doers, and now we're pushing you do drugs, do lean. Like, we gotta get away from it. If you don't think music is not as influential, if you don't agree that it's influential to your community, you are out of your mind. Because look at the trends. Janae Echo, eat the booty like groceries. Then everyone starts bragging about 
when we was embarrassed about that before. That's so, or if you did it, you just kept it to yourself, right? Before you did not want to be called a hype or a drug addict or a fiend. And now everyone's bragging about Percocets and, and, and everything. It's like, like it's cool, right? And then what do you think these kids in suburbia or in the hood, they love, they're being, you know, when you listen to the same music all the time, you're getting hypnotized, you use certain things, devices to go to sleep. You're programming yourself. You are hypnotizing yourself. And yes, I don't care if this sounds old. I'm sick of it. Every week, every day, we're reporting on ratchet ass stories. And if you don't think you're a part of it, you're out of your mind because hip hop is the most influential media to me, I think, because it's not just black kids, it's white, it's everyone. It's so influential and I'm over it. All right, Daddy Yankee is not sing, uh, sinning anymore. He is delivered. During his recent concert, Daddy Yankee expressed that he is retiring from reggae and said he would embark on a new beginning as Ramon Ayala, his birth name. He added that all the tools that I have in my possession, such as music, social networks, platforms, and a microphone, everything that Jesus gave me is now for his kingdom. Thank you very much, Puerto Rico. And I hope that you walk with me in this new beginning. What do you have to say about this? We just talked about it. And here we have someone that wants to change it up. But we're going to side eye him now, right? Like, wait, what's this for? What do you think, uh, Funky? I mean, you know, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I'm always going to be an advocate for anybody who's doing anything to fulfill themselves spiritually and to uh, edify their God that they pray to. But, you know, I just find it convenient that after you've made hundreds of millions of dollars, you know what I'm saying, that you can step away now and praise the Lord, which clearly is not going to pay remotely as much as you're doing. And some may argue that ain't got nothing to do with anything, but it is kind of leaving me like, you know, after you don't make all the damn money, now you want to go sing for the Lord. So, you know, but you bought the houses and the clothes and the jewelry with the sinful money. So are you going to leave the sinful money behind and start fresh and only spend the Lord's money? Or are you still going to live lavish off the sinful money and just pray that the Lord don't be mad? But either either way, this is not a bad thing. Um, and I do wish that, you know, if folks didn't have to choose and didn't have to be extreme. I don't know a lot about Daddy Yankee's music, but the little bit that I do know from Gasolina and all of that, I don't think his music was vulgar. And I don't think it's anything that the the, the God that I pray to would be upset about. Um, but hey, if it, if it if it works for him and that's what he wants to do, then I definitely support it. Dan said from Gasolina to Jesus. All right. Uh, how, what do you think about this? Yeah, I don't, you know, I agree with you. Um, anybody that turns their life over to God, whenever, whatever time, day, night, top of the career, bottom of the career, middle of their career, I think it's a good thing because you're following your, your, you're following your, your truth. And I can't beat them up for that. I always wish though that artists at the height of their careers would be more vocal because they could touch more people, but we'll take them any form, anytime um, in this particular case. But did you guys hear about that big lawsuit that's going on in reggaeton and Big Bunny is a part of it as well. They listen, but 800 artists are being sued for copyright infringement because they sampled reggae music and they did not um, get clearance. So I wonder if he's a part of that lawsuit because this is a huge 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 lawsuit 
You know, when people leave the music industry or change course quickly in light of all the stuff that's been coming out lately, I think it tells I'm coming us down the pipeline. <laughs> that or, or I think like how when Mace jumped out, like when he was popping, I think that they are further adding validity to Cassie's claims about the wickedness of the music industry to make them just change. When people just become born again, change it up, and they're like, I don't want anything to do with that anymore. I'm out. You done been through some things, I think, in my opinion. Like, you done been abused. You've seen some stuff. You've seen some wickedness. And you 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 want nothing to do with it anymore. Because human nature is human nature. And that's what I always look at. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you want to switch up. Now, if you started, like, outside or at the height of your career or in the beginning, or if you came in the game with that, all right, that's one thing. But when you switch over, I think you're like, oh, my God. Like, I I've sold it enough. Not, maybe not my soul, but I, I've seen a lot and I just want, it's dirty. I want to get out of it. Because look at, like, again, Mace, perfect example. The way he left, I know something. I, I, I think something happened to him, you know? And here we are. Coming up, find out a man's key to living for over 100 years. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to the show. All right, a Charleston, South Carolina man recently celebrated his 103rd birthday, and that's on him, and gave some free advice on the key to living a long, carefree life, which is simple. He said, you live long if you mind your own business. <laughs> I guess we'll be dying soon. <laughs> Are y'all here for this advice, um, Q? Then, then y'all don't took the damn show to five days a week. Y'all really don't cut our damn days short. We need to go. If that's the case, then Fox Soul people, we need to go back to one day a week because y'all <laughs> taking off uh, days of my life. Um, you know, you, you know, it's cute and it's anecdotal at best. You know, we all know that genetics and overall health and stress and diet and all those things are factors. Um, but I definitely think from the stress component, the mining your business could 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 definitely be a factor. All right, Al, what do you think? Yeah, of course it is. I, I like it. He also mentioned, you know, this this um, gentleman worked until he was 99. And he said the key is always keeping your mind stimulated. He was like working until he was 99 kept him alive because it gave him a routine. It was something for him to do. He had to get out of bed. He had to go somewhere. He had to pay attention. He had to be engaged. And I agree with that. I agree with that. I, I mean, I really do feel like the second that you retire and you just, you know, isolate yourself as an older person your life starts to deteriorate so thumbs up with this man right here and thumbs up for working until 99 if that's the choice that you chose and um this is some good advice mind your business yeah i want to live to be 100 i don't i've said this to my friends i don't want to live that long you know what's so funny it's scary now that i'm 40 um mortality has just really been at the front of my mind and realizing that i'm halfway through this thing um both of my parents died in their 60s you know what I'm saying? And if, if my life follows that trend, I only got about 20 something years left. Um, 
Yeah, I would like to live as long as I can, just as long as I'm healthy, I'm, I'm agile, I'm getting around, my mind good, and I still got good people around me and things to do. Yeah, I, I, I plan to live a long time. All right. Okay. All right, moving on. Taylor Swift fans are trolling Kim Kardashian's social media page with snake emojis. This trolling stems from the singer reporting that she never received an apology from Kim after she released that private conversation between Taylor and Kanye back in 2016. Al, what are your thoughts on this drama? What was the conversation? Anybody know? What did she say? It was about the awards, but you know, the whole thing with Kanye and Taylor. I think uh, when he came and, up on stage, well, he said, you know. Kim was trying to show that Taylor wasn't, I think, being 100% or something like that. She was, it was like a gotcha thing. I, I don't know. What was their conversation? What was the conversation Kanye and Taylor had that Kim leaked? You know, I can't remember. I don't be following Taylor Swift like that. So I, uh, I can't uh, name one song that that girl done made. I always say those are three billionaires. Let those three billionaires hash it out in billionaire lane. Oh, it was about, I'm sorry. It was about, um, Kanye using her name in a rap song. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right. Q, you know about this? I don't, and I'm like, Al, the child, that girl just got on the cover of time. She got billions and billions of dollars. Kim got billions and billions of dollars. Uh, turn, your, turn your comments off, Kim. That's right, and Taylor, <laughs> relax. All right, get into this tea. A non-Black woman shared her, oh, do we have time? Shared her perspective on what Black women should do to become a winning race in society. Check this out. Black women have the best bodies. Some of the most beautiful faces, if they just sometimes were a little more soft, <laughs> okay, it, it would yo, they would be the winning race, yo. Like, so why, so why be they not soft? I don't, I have, I honestly, I'm personally not black, so I have no idea. <laughs> okay, um, I think I should go on this one. Um, ma'am, we would love to be soft, but we don't have the luxury, uh, broken homes. Uh, we, a lot of times we don't get treated as softly as uh, Latina and white women do by our black men. So a lot of times we're not hard because we want to. We're hard out of necessity and survival. I hate when they sim over simplify this because you know it's not that simple. Anyone who is nurtured properly and, and loved on correctly is going to be soft. When you have to survive and you're constantly feeling like you're going to war, you're going to be hard. That is it, ma'am. It's not as simple as you make it. So shut the hell up. <laughs> That's me being soft because I want to use the F word. I want to thank Al Reynolds and Funky Dineva for doing their thing. Uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube. Stay tuned for straight, Street Flavor and have a great weekend. Y'all, y'all, have a good one. Have a All good right. one, soulmate. Good, good weekend, soulmate. Bring lots of Hennessy.